The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hey now, Mike. Hello, everybody. Hello, and once again, Joanne and Mike, Murder Amongst Friends. Guess what? I got a new couch. (laughs) A new couch? I got a new couch for us to record from. Way better than my old couch. Maybe it'll be a little more comfortable a little more comfortable maybe i won't scream as much i doubt it yeah i don't know not with uh stories such as these no not at all i mean i think if you don't scream then yeah what are we doing well this week i want people's opinions on if i've actually redressed the balance you know banditti to the haifa homeless killer okay Um, well I happen to know one of our listeners who agrees with me. And might I add, she's Jewish. And okay. we didn't feel like you redressed the balance. And I'm talking about Cheryl from my job. Hello, Cheryl, because I know she's going to listen. All right. Well, Although then... she did say that you were very informative and that that Hebrew that we tried to translate into fuck that guy yeah. was like pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. So there you go. Well, so I will have to continue to soul search and see what I can do to (laughs) to make that more fair. But this week, I have the story of somebody that I thought was too high profile to cover, but you had indicated that you hadn't, you aren't that familiar with uh, this story. So I decided to write it up. Um, There is a really good book about this guy out there written by Anne Rule, which if you're interested, people Anne should Rule, check it like, out. Like the, Vampire Anne Rule? No, like that's Vampire Anne Rice. Oh, that's Anne Rice. Okay, yeah. okay. My Anne Rule was a former... I was like, wait, that's a, that's a jump. <laughs> Anne Rule was the former uh, detective who actually worked at the suicide prevention hotline with Ted Bundy. So she wrote the definitive Bundy book, The Stranger Okay. Um, but she's just, she's a really, no nonsense, no frills, just down to business, on the side of the victim's crime writer that she turned into so she's got a, a, a wide library of stuff yeah so if you're unfamiliar with Anne rule definitely check her out but the book she wrote about this guy was called the lust killer and he is known by another name so this is the story of the shoe fetish slayer <laughs> jerry Man. brudos also sometimes known as the lust killer the lust killer you know people in their foot obsession it's pretty prolific out there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty widespread. Let's just say that, Michael. There's a lot of money to be made on the old internet. Well, if Jerry had the internet, who knows what may have transpired. Maybe he wouldn't be a killer. He <laughs> Maybe he would just peruse, like, thousands of pictures of, like, feet. Well, he. Uh, I would venture to say that his fetish goes above fetish. Uh, it's it's not good (laughs) (laughs) it's not a great fetish to have yeah so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna start this story by asking you a question (laughs) do you have a really strong memory from when you were five years old yes okay but does that memory influence your behavior to this very day Mm, yes okay jerry brudos (laughs) Jerry Brudos caught feelings for a pair of shoes when he was five and never looked back. Uh, am I guessing that they're his mom's shoes? Because no, but his pretty- mom is very much wrapped up in this. Oh God, her shoes. Oh God. Little Jerome Henry Brudos was five years old in 1944. He was playing near a junkyard when he noticed a pair of stilettos among the other junk. He was curious about this mysterious piece of footwear and decided to bring the heels home. Yeah. To put it mildly, this pissed off his mother and set off a chain of events that would end up with four women murdered. Pissed it, pissed her off because she thought he was gay? Because he liked the shoes? Or like, because he brought home garbage? Or like, she thought uh, women who wear stilettos are hussy harlots, sluts, like that kind of thing. Loose women? Wait, what year is this? A little from uh, a little from all of those columns, but 1944 was. Oh when- my God! What a harlot! Okay, all right. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in that mindset. 
So Jerry Brudos was born on January 31st, 1939 in South Dakota, which is a state we don't have any listeners in. Man. He was the second son to a mother who didn't want to have a second child at all. Oh my God. Come on. And and when she was resigned to continuing the pregnancy, she not so secretly. She resigned to it. Listen, lady, there's ways to not become pregnant, you know. Well, she not so secretly wished for a daughter. Oh, man. When Jerry arrived, his mother was outwardly disappointed and soon openly hostile towards her new son. Oh, no. She was constantly controlling Jerry and was always very, very critical of everything he did or said, Mm -hmm. but would then turn around and be mother of the year to her other son, Larry. Larry. Yes. This SOB. <laughs> Getting all the fucking perks. Firstborn gets mm-hmm. all the best treatment. Uh, do they though? As you would want. Well. I, I, I feel like it's not the firstborn who gets the best <laughs> treatment. It's usually the baby. My daughter's 27 and my mother <laughs> to this day calls her uh, the baby. <laughs> baby. You feel me? Okay. <laughs> So this is the mother who caught Jerry with his junkyard heels. <laughs> Don't say it like that. It's, it's junkyard heels. Oh my God, Michael. She chastised Jerry and called him, quote, wicked for his interest mm. in the shoes. Yeah. May have been onto something there. Yeah, man. The shoes, his mother's disapproval, and having to keep everything a secret imprinted on Jerry seemingly at the molecular level. Well, I have a closet full of hussy shoes if I was his mother. Um, not that I can wear them anymore because apparently I'm now flat-footed. With, well, uh, does that just come with age? I don't know. You'll escape the draft anyway. But I let you, <laughs> thank God, um, for small favors. But yeah, I have so many shoes. In fact, I got to get rid of all that shit because am I really going to wear them anymore? Probably not. What if you got flat feet? They hurt so bad, but they look so good. Hurt so good. <laughs> well, <laughs> Come Jerry on, baby. Jerry Make it would, hurt so good. Jerry would strongly agree with you. Right. He would be obsessed with women's shoes for the rest of his life. As he grew beyond the age of five, Jerry kept pushing the limits of his emerging fixation. He stole his first grade teacher's high heels from her desk. <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't yep. she wearing them? It may have been she wore flats to like commute in and then wore yeah. them. So and she then, just had like so she, she had them in the desk maybe or something or like it was like if it was bad weather, maybe she wore her wellies or her yeah. galoshes. Right. So okay. they were on. <laughs> so like he stole her. them like right off her tootsies. Well, get ready for the next story. No! When, when a teenage friend of the family visited the Brudos' home, she ended up taking a nap in Jerry's bed. Oh, God. She awoke to find little Jerry trying to take her shoes off. <laughs> she must not have worn heels because that mom would have, first of all, never let her in the home. Secondly, yeah. would not have let her put those whorish feet on her son's bed. Well, she hates him anyway. Well, right. So if it was Larry's bed, get the fuck out, lady. She would have never allowed it. No, of course not. Not for Larry, not Lawrence. Not my baby Lawrence. (laughs) Firstborn child. The the apple of her eye. Yes. As he approached (laughs) the soul. (laughs) Chew, Michael. Cut that. Just cut that. (laughs) Just cut it. I don't know. I'm tired. It's been a long day. As he approached puberty, obviously his obsession turned into a fetish. Well, yes. Brutus was stealing shoes and building up an illicit collection in his bedroom. (laughs) Oh, shit. He's hiding them like drugs. He wasn't only stealing shoes, though. He was also taking underwear and keeping trophies of all of his thefts. Uh, (laughs) Where did he get the underwear from? He was breaking into homes and stealing. houses? Yeah, and stealing them. Or being invited into homes. Yeah. Get him off a clothesline. Yeah. Getting him off clotheslines. Don't break into someone's visit, house. Well, going to visit friends or family's houses and extricating himself and, and taking some stuff. So he was getting it wherever he... I mean, buy some at the store and just... I guess it's all Well, about, that's not as fun. 
person for him. Or it too. Yeah. yeah. He didn't understand his impulse, or so he says. But the feelings kept building and building until he turned 17 when violence really entered the picture. I wonder why he turned... I mean, I know quite a few men with a foot fetish, okay? Um, And they all can kind of pinpoint, like, where it started. Like, I know this one dude who... I don't know. I think he said his mom was a single mom and like her girlfriends would come over and like back in the day, you know, your friends would come, your mom, parents, whatever would come over and everybody'd sit around the table and they'd have tea or coffee and like shoot the shit. Right. So he was like a kid, like probably four or five years old. And all the ladies, when you went to someone's house, you didn't go like a, like a slabone. Like you went, you dressed like, you know, you had the nice shoes, you had your nylons and dress probably for most women. And he would sit under the table and play with his toys mm-hmm. while all the ladies would have a kiki around the table or whatever. And he started to fixate on their shoes and their hosiery. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and that's where it started. But like, he's not like killing women to get like their pantyhose. So I don't know if it's like, so what the mom just. It was her. Embarrassed him so badly that it. Yeah, it was the fact that he needed to keep it a secret. It was yeah. her domineering nature, her disapproval, his growing resentment of her. So there there was a lot of other stuff being tied up into yeah. it. It wasn't the foot fetish that made him violent. He was violent with a foot fetish. Here's the thing. If you're mad at your mom. <laughs> yeah. Why not do kill this. your mom? Don't, yeah, don't actually do this, but kill right. your mom. Like, why you don't have to. And, and, and. Just have a sexual foot fetish on the side. You don't have to kill anybody. It's well, great. Often, I mean, if we look at Psycho as an example, yeah. and then Ed Gein's relationship with his mom and all of that, the mom is often a totem. They're they're not a real person that you can actually destroy. So even though Ed Gein killed his mom, and even though Norman Bates, <laughs> as a fictional character, killed his mom, yeah, they yeah. couldn't destroy the mom. So other women became victims as facsimiles for, for the mom. Yeah. So it's never really about the mom specifically. It's about what the mom represents. And these other women filled in as yeah. avatars, basically. In 1956, teenage Jerry got an idea in his head, and he took steps to bring that idea into the real world. He was going to attack a woman, and he had worked out every twisted detail. He found a secluded area in a hillside and dug a hole where he was not only going to keep his first victim, but according to him, multiple sex slaves. Just. 17-year-old. He's going to keep them in a hole? Yep. With like like, (laughs) like a bamboo constructed top and like leaves on top of it and shit? Yep. With a sign that says no down here. Okay. When the hole was ready, stop. <laughs> Jerry got a knife. <laughs> Jerry got a knife. Don't, and a... don't send me layups if you don't want me to fucking dunk that shit. Jerry got a knife and abducted a teenage girl. Great. He beat her up and forced her to pose while he took naked photographs of her. Okay. Brutos overlooked one tiny detail when planning his future of collecting sex slaves, and that was how to not get caught. <laughs> That would be number one on my, you said he prepared for this. Yeah. Thoroughly. Yeah. Not that fucking thorough, obviously. Because no. the so. first thing I would have prepared um, is how not to get caught. Yeah. You know, because I can't go to jail because all... I'd be someone's bitch in like a hot minute. Okay. All the and other I'm not details. about that life. If, I, if any, I want, I'm having bitches. I'm not being someone's bitch. So all, all the other details are in service of the main detail, which is to not get caught. Yeah, like that should be your main goal. Don't yeah. get caught, stupid. And the other stuff will fall into place. Yeah. Once you have that down pat, the rest is gravy. So he was caught red-handed and sent to the psychiatric ward at Oregon State Hospital. Uh, Doctors I'm sure that about- was a lovely experience, too. Yeah. Doctors evaluated Jerry and discovered the obvious. He had a strong hatred of women, but especially his mother. Mm. Jerry decided to be pretty forthright 
while in the hospital. He told the doctors there about his collection of stolen shoes and underwear. And they were like, same. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, you're totally normal, son. It's fine. Yeah, we confiscate everybody's clothes. You actually won't go blind. It's (laughs) knock yourself out. He also told them about his fantasy of putting a kidnapped girl in the freezer (laughs) and then posing her body just so while taking photos. In the So she would be dead. Frozen? Served, but still pliable, I guess. That she would hold a pose, but he could still move her around, I guess. I don't know. That's... I'm, I'm not Jerry Bruto, so I can't explain it. Uh, intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even more intense. Inexplicably, the doctors didn't take any of what Jerry was confessing as concerning. <laughs> Not the people in power dropping the ball, Mike. Stop it. They diagnosed him with schizophrenia, but mostly noted that he was an immature boy who just needed to grow up. You know, it's kind of like those cops in uh, ye olde Tennessee. Yep. Found that letter that says raped with like a list of, would we say, how many girls? 23. 23 girls. Yeah. And they're like, it's probably fine. Might just be what he calls it. You don't oh, know. What's that? Oh, sorry. Drop the ball on the floor yeah. again. Ugh. Me so, and my slip, slippy hands. <laughs> Get so, some fucking gloves, guys, and stop dropping the goddamn ball. They dropped the ball and released a burgeoning serial killer back into the world. <laughs> Lest we forget, Jerry was only 17 when he did and was admitting to all of these things. Yeah. Maybe like the poor kid was like, it's a cry for help. I mean, he's literally telling them the truth. Yep. He's not even trying to hide it. Nope. So either he really doesn't think there's anything wrong with it mm-hmm. or he really knows there's something wrong with it Yeah, and, and wants help. Right. Either way, they fucked up. <laughs> After the hospital, he went on to graduate from high school and join the army in March of 1959. <laughs> By October... Jerry was discharged. April, May, June, July, August, September. That's six months. Six months. Most likely, the discharge was a result of being unable to hide his obsession. So. He was leaving base. At that time, there wasn't like ladies walk. I mean, unless you were a secretary, but I mean, there wasn't like a shitload of women in the army, like, you know, walking around in high heels. Yeah, but if he's. If he's leaving, if he's leaving base or leaving where he's shipped off to, doing more break-ins and whatever, and yeah. bringing him back to, you know, there's ways that he could have been hiding him around the barracks. That's yeah. probably a bad idea, especially in that day and age. He moved back home for a while, but met then married a 17 year old named Darcy Metzler. Okay. The he wasn't much older, so. It's it's not like he's a 30-year-old marrying a 17-year-old. Right. Still, you know, yep. uncouth, but, you know. <laughs> well, we can't all be couth, Michael, no, as we all know. It is a difficult bar to clear, the yeah. couth bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The couple moved out on their own and had two kids together. Brutos held the job as an electronics technician, was part of his family, and appeared totally normal on the outside. As they all do. Jerry as didn't drink. Didn't smoke, didn't use profanity. Oh, well, I was going to say two out of three, Michael. (laughs) Two out of three, buddy. At least you swear. But that was just on the fucking outside. (laughs) Yeah. We might, I was like, we might have to cut this uh, short and uh, bye forever. So that was just appearance. That was just how he acted on the outside and what everybody else thought of him. He was the guy who, on the news, the neighbor says, you never would have expected it. Yeah. Jerry and Darcy's sex life was controlled totally by Jerry. He oh, demanded she pose for him like and take naked photos, would make her clean the house completely naked, wearing only high heels. Okay. And for I mean, years, Darcy went along with everything. Right. Those two things. Fine. Fine. If Who hasn't done those two things? Tell me, Mike. Who hasn't done those two things? I, I mean, mean, but oh. I mean, if, if they're married, if he's asking her to do these things, there's nothing deviant about either of those. Right. Nothing wrong there. 
Right. Uh, so for a while, Darcy would go along with whatever he asked, but yeah. she would even go along with it um, when Jerry would get migraines and start to complain of blackouts and his requests got more twisted. So, so, <laughs> so in his mind, he's thinking, Ooh, if I claim I'm unwell, yeah. And I have these blackouts and I suggest this sort of fringe, <laughs> let's call it yeah. interests. She'll attribute that to, to these, these right. bouts of illness right. and she'll have to forgive me on the flip side of it. Yes. Okay. So she went along with most of it. He kept asking more for more and more twisted things that Darcy was starting to become a little uncomfortable with. Okay. So he wasn't getting everything he needed from her anymore. So he started to relieve his compulsions by prowling the local area and stealing shoes and underwear again. Okay. Again, breaking into homes and taking I mean, what he could get. How is he not how is he not getting caught? He's not super prolific. As we all know, his first his first thought was not to how not to get caught, you know? Right. So if he's breaking in all these houses, then he goes to the army and most likely he's stealing whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's doing it kicked again. Out. Yeah. Kicked out of the yeah. army for probably yeah. doing it. Yeah. How is he not, not not getting caught by anyone? Well, this was the sixties. So unless he was fingerprinted when he went to the mental hospital, Nobody's ever seen him in and out of a house or accidentally caught him in a bedroom where he wasn't supposed to be with his hand in the drawers. Like, I mean. Literally. (laughs) Come on, too easy. Guess not. I mean, he just would pick houses that were empty and be out before, you know, anything. And obviously he's not leaving DNA. Not that that would have been a possibility in the 60s. I don't know if any robberies were ever solved back then. Yeah. So as Jerry's request got more outlandish, As he was out at night more and more, Darcy started to divert her focus in the marriage to the kids. Oh, (laughs) that's not where I thought you were going with that. And in Jerry's opinion, she was way too focused on the kids. Oh. Not nearly spending enough time or energy on him. You know, men like that really annoy the shit out of me. Because (laughs) what do you expect a mother to do? Pay you more attention than her own children? Yes, apparently. Grow the, f- grow the fuck up. I said it. Jerry is still this five-year-old kid obsessed with- And cut the shit. Bears. Well, then he should understand that children need their mother. So yep. fuck off and go jerk off with your shoes or whatever it is you're doing. The pressure was building inside Jerry. The nighttime raids weren't cutting it for him anymore. In 1967 jerry figured out what was missing from his life murder well yes <laughs> while walking in downtown <laughs> oh, yes. salem he spotted a woman's shoes and got fixated he followed her home and waited until she went to bed that night no no he broke no, no, in no, no, no. strangled her until she passed out and no. raped her he took her shoes on the on the way out you know what fuck you add insult to injury leave my fucking shoes alone first of all you dick <laughs> Like, is this not enough, what you've done? You now have to steal my clothing. Like, I mean, that was, that was, that, that seems to be his, his goal. Because obviously you have process killers, you have product killers. He seems to be a product killer in that what he was after was very specifically the shoes. And as this evolves, more parts of the victim, which you will come to see. Oh, great. This was the final piece of the puzzle for Brudos. The passed out woman's limp body was what had been missing for him all this time. He didn't have to go for a prowl for his next victim. She would knock on his door. Who who, who is it? Linda Slauson was 19 years old and selling encyclopedias door to door. No, come on. Hey, for anybody who listens uh, under the age of 35, (laughs) there used to be this thing called the library that you would go to. And basically, it was a physical representation of Google and Wikipedia. Wikipedia used to be books. Walk in, which they have books in the library, Michael, 
uh, you'd walk into this place and look stuff up. And if you were a little on the bougie side, like I was a little bit when I was younger, um, your parents or grandparents had a set of Encyclopedia Britannica at the house. We had, we had a set. And if you were a super bougie, you had like QWX, like you had all Z, like you had all the letters of the alphabet, not just the uh, more popular ones. So sorry to take you down that little history lane for all you youngins that listen. And then Encyclopedia Britannica Mm. became a CD-ROM. Right. Oh my God. Remember that? Yeah. And then it became Wikipedia. Yes. I remember having those. Oh my God. Yep. I'm, tripping, I'm tripping out. I had the discs too. Shit. So Brutos seized on the opportunity and feigned interest in buying a set of books to lure Linda inside. And yes, I said lure, not lurer. Once she was in, Jerry struck Linda in the head and strangled her until she died. Oh my God. Where's his wife and kids? Funny you should say, because I should actually <laughs> oh, mention. Oh no! That Jerry's entire family was upstairs at the time. No, in you the said house. that. No, I'm just mentioning it now. Oh, I thought you said it, and I like. I was like, "How would I space over that?" Holy shit! Oh, yeah. Oh no! So his first murder was committed with his family just on the next floor, so mere no. feet away. What's he do with the body? Jerry took the. It's funny how you are predicting <laughs> every oh single thing. Jerry took the body to his garage. Yeah. Here's where it gets a little more. Put it in a chest freezer. He cut off one of her feet. What? His kids are in the house. And put it in the freezer. Her feet or one foot? One foot. One foot. And put it in the freezer. Put it in the freezer. With the family's meats and veg for the week. Well, this garage was was daddy's special place. Oh, Oh, no. Don't call it that. (laughs) My God. Yuck. No. No, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> no, I now I'm gonna have to go take a shower because that is grimy. I don't like when you say stuff like that. It really freaks me out. That creeped me out so bad. He used the frozen <laughs> foot. <laughs> he used the frozen I'm foot to model some of his stolen shoes, and he would take pictures of them. Okay. A short while later. Jerry tied the rest of Linda's body to a car engine and dumped it into the Willamette River. Oh my God. This guy. Is he going <laughs> to imagine he just like uses the foot as like a pudding pop? <laughs> just like, just like a vanilla pudding pop or I don't know, with chocolate pudding pop, whatever, just a pudding pop, banana pudding pop. Oh, those fucking things are delish, by the way. I'm so pissed. Fuck you, Bill Cosby, you motherfucker. Those things were the bomb, you piece of shit. (laughs) Fucking dick. Oh, no. After Linda Slauson, Jerry started going through a period of time where he would actually cross-dress. And he was dressed as a woman when he abducted his next victim. Well, that must have been a fucking shock for her. Karen Sprinkler was 18 and shopping at a department store when Jerry snatched her at gunpoint from the parking lot. Great. Not terrifying in the least. It's fine. He forced her to model a multitude of his stolen undergarments while he took pictures. Right. This dude is fucking so visual, man. He really likes these photos. He then raped her. After that, he used a pulley system that he devised and set up in his garage to hang When does he have the time? When does he have the time to construct a fucking police? What does his wife... His wife never goes in the garage? She's not like, what is this? Police system that wasn't here. Don't you fucking dare say it again. There's a specific reason for that. That she didn't see the system, but he used this pulley... You say because it's DSP. I'm out of here. I swear to God. So he used this pulley to hoist Karen up to hang her, basically, and she died from strangulation. Who hung her by her neck? Yes. Oh, no. I thought you meant, like, he hung her up, like, her arms, and so to hang her so he could play with her feet. I don't know. No. Strung her up by her neck, and she died of strangulation. So she didn't die from hanging. 
She didn't die by strangulation. No, she did die by strangulation, dying by hanging your neck snaps. Oh, she just choked to death. She choked to death. Oh, God. After she was dead, Jerry had sex with her body several times. Oh, come on, Gerald. Here's the part you're not going to like. He then cut off. Yeah, because I've loved the rest of the story yeah. so far. I'm like, I'm like, this is great. Oh my god, this part maybe not so much. He then cut off her breasts so he could make plastic molds of of her breasts? boobs. Yeah, you can make them. You don't have to cut them off, bro. You can make a plaster cast. Yeah, and then take that off. Yeah, and then put the silicone or whatever in. Yeah, and then make a mold like that. You don't have to cut her. Tatas off, like with yeah, the no, he wants you wanted the whole just the circular part. He didn't want any of the chest part. <laughs> okay. I mean now it, now that he got what he wanted, yeah. he tossed the rest of the body into the Willamette River, also tied to a car engine. Where's he get all these fucking car engines from, too, by the way? Oh, the wife gets in the car to go to the market, right? <laughs> she straps the kids in the back. Oh, no, she doesn't, actually. They're just roaming around the back seat, probably laying across the back window like I used to fucking do as a kid because what rules? Anyway, Late and 60s. she goes to turn the car. Oh, by the way, I had to take the engine out. <laughs> what? No, he's getting junk engines. They're junk <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, he's been taking stuff from junkyards since he was five, so... I mean, yeah. He's familiar with the practice. Uh, a, a few months later, Jerry killed again. Jan Whitney was just 23 when her car broke down. Jerry offered her a ride, and Mm-mm. poor sweet Jan Mm-mm. accepted. Mm-mm. Jerry Mm-mm. strangled her and raped her body in his car. Great. I'm not taking a ride from anybody ever. Don't he, give a shit. Although but, I didn't like that one time. Yeah, in it'll in another Shut country. up! That was one time! I don't know. We're lucky know. to have you. That's all I wouldn't I'll do say. it now, that's for sure. He brought Jan's body back to his garage and strung her up with his pulley system and had sex with her body multiple times. In pulley system. Eventually. I like to him up by his dick and put him up on the pulley system, see how he fucking likes that. How about that, that guys? Would've, that would have been something. Yeah, it would have, huh? And then, Eventually. you know, I'll cut his balls off so I can make a fucking plaster cast of them. Yeah. You know, instead of just dipping them in the fucking yeah, plaster you can make, uh, <laughs> make one of those Newton cradles with it. Yeah, 100%. Eventually, he cut off Jan's breasts. Come on! Why? This time, to make a resin mold because he wanted to use it as a paperweight. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck off! Fuck off a paperweight. paperweight. Uh, 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 excuse me. Pardon. Pardon me. Uh, pardon me for one moment. Where is he going to put this paperweight? In the den? On the desk where they write out the family bills? He doesn't have an office. No, he has a day job. He's not. You're bringing a titty <laughs> paperweight and put it on your fucking desk. Get out of here. Even in the you can't do that in the 60s even the swing in 60s man get the fuck out of here there's no way you're gonna come in and be like hey jerry hey bob oh nice paperweight what's that a double d you got it buddy nailed it first try hey don't worry i got a couple more at home i'll bring them i'm gonna bring them in for all the guys in the office like what I'm seeing the Mad Men people with Come on. Nobody had a titty paper waiting <laughs> in the office. And I'm seeking out of it at home. <laughs> I mean. This wife needs to wake the fuck up for like two seconds. The rest of Jan's body was also thrown into the river. Well, this let me time, guess, did he tie her to a fucking engine? Nope. This time tied to a railroad iron. <laughs> Come on. Jerry also... Jerry also took this chance to throw Linda's severed foot into the river because it had started to rot. Oh, was he taking out of the freezer too much? Yeah, hosing it with too many other shoes. Come on, Jerry. The next year, 1969, Linda... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Linda, yeah, no, Linda, go Linda, ahead. Linda Sally was abducted by Brutos from a shopping mall parking lot. He repeated many of the same crimes on Linda that he had on his other victims, except he did not cut her breasts off because he thought they were, quote, 
too pink. <laughs> what? Mark, does the color of her boobs have to do with making a fucking mold? What is happening? What is happening? In my this is my life now. <laughs> this is my life. It, too pink. Didn't like him. What's that have to do with making a mold? Didn't not that I wanted fancy. to cut her boobies off, but like, <laughs> it's not like the pink is going to transfer to the mold, Michael. But if he then takes the mold, makes the mold, and then needs to recreate them with real life accuracy, the paint it's just not going to be able to match the the pinkness of it. It's going to be a real challenge. It's pink. He has artistic integrity. Paint them purple for all he give a shit. Who cares what color they are? Well, he was also, he had another idea. He was a little over the whole boob mold thing. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it is so passe now, you know. It is 1969 after all. He did an experiment with Linda's body. He tried to apply an electrical current to the corpse to try to make it, quote, jump, which obviously failed. Why? Why? He wanted to be able to give her some movement, I guess, but be able to control her completely still. This guy's a fucking nut. He then threw Linda Sally into the river tied to a car transmission. (laughs) Just tied to a whole fucking car next time. From all of his victims, and these are only his murder victims. There were several more victims of break-ins, rapes, and other attempted abductions. Yeah. Jerry would keep trophies in his garage. You might be asking... Or knowing you, you already have multiple times. But wouldn't his wife have found something by now? No shit, I was just about to say that. Like, she, if I was married to some dude and he said, listen, the whole house is yours. The garage is a daddy's special place. (laughs) Bet your ass. The first time he left the house to go to his day job with his uh, titty weights, okay? (laughs) My ass would be in that garage so fucking fast. And if it was locked, oh, hell to the no, no, no. <laughs> I am breaking the lock and getting in. Like, what are you talking about? This, you have children with this man. He is the father of your precious children. <laughs> uh, You're not going to snoop around a little bit? I Come mean, on. Come was, on. Unrealistic. She was a 60s housewife who married young and... I guess must have bought into the I'm a dutiful oh, wife bullshit. Shit. It's bullshit. Get TF away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you asked that question, I'll answer mm-hmm. that question. Mm-hmm. Darcy was strictly forbidden from going into the garage without his express permission. Nobody restrict me from doing shit. If he was in the garage and she mm-hmm. needed to also go into the garage or needed to talk to him for any reason. She had to announce herself via an intercom system that Jerry had set up. Come on! He's giving you every sign! Oh my god! I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. He's handing this shit to you on a platter. Decorated, yeah. you know, with accoutrement. Little tiny booby petty fours and <laughs> profiteroles that look like <laughs> Titties. Protiterals. Protiterals. <laughs> You're an idiot. I love you. <laughs> Stupid. In May of 1969, a fisherman found the bodies of Linda Sally and Karen Sprinkler in a tributary river to the Willamette. Yeah. Both bodies <laughs> had been obviously mutilated and were still tied to the car parts. So this was obviously homicide. Yes. Luckily, these cops didn't say, well, Imagine they must have they were cut like, their probably own suicide. boobs. Probably yeah. suicide. They she cut locked their them own off. boobs and tied themselves to a car <laughs> radiator yeah. and whatever the fuck. Yeah, she probably gave them to someone as a gift <laughs> and then offed herself. Police started their investigation with local colleges because of the ages of the two victims that were discovered. Mm-hmm. Students from Oregon State told police about a, quote, Vietnam vet who called several of the female students looking for a date. Now, the quote Vietnam vet is important because he was by no means a Vietnam vet since he was in the army for six months. Right. One student who talked to this mysterious person told cops that this guy had mentioned the bodies in the river and said that he would be able to strangle her the same way. (laughs) 
And she just didn't tell anybody about that until. How, what? Yeah. Can you imagine you go to a restaurant or something and you're waiting to pick up your takeout. And the guy next to you is like, hey, man. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> what up? What's up, bro? And, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just want to let you know. Uh, what it be, man? How it do? Yeah. I dumped these girls in the river and. Uh, I mean, I can do it again. I mean. Yeah, time I can even do it to you. Yeah. I mean. And you're like, that's so, like, fascinating, dude. I'm just going to, like, grab my stuff and go. But, hey, you have a great day. And then you don't tell anybody about it for however long. If that ever happens to you and you don't immediately call me as you're saying goodbye to this person and walking out, like, oh, pretend I, oh, my phone, oh, I got to take this, even though you called me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, mom. Uh, no, I've got the food. I'll be on my way. And then you're like, oh, my God, you're never going to fucking believe this. Like, you better call me instantly. Police asked one of the students who had actually previously gone out with Jerry to set up another date. (laughs) Not a fucking chance. When Jerry showed up, so did police. After interrogating Jerry for only a short time, police knew they had to investigate him further. (laughs) They were like, this guy's weird. They obtained search warrants for Jerry's house and found what they needed in his garage. In the garage. Or the garage. Or well, <laughs> overseen listeners. They found nylon rope like the kind used to tie the women to the car parts. Pictures uh, of the victims. A police system. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, stacks of pictures of the victims. Stacks and, of car engines. And the trophies, including yeah. the molds and models of the women's breasts. Great. During the interrogation. Well, where did he put all this stuff if his wife announced herself through an intercom system? And then if she's like, hey, Gerald, I'm coming in. And then walks in, and all that shit is lying about. Yeah, no, he had a closet to put his more secret. Was he like, uh, I hear you, and I uh, I need you to just give me five minutes over, like. Yeah, he would control her access that way. He would give her timetables, yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not with it. During the interrogation, Jerry admitting to killing all four women, as well as many of his other attempted kidnappings and assaults he admitted to pretty much everything so just like at the hospital he was forthright about it yeah so again he either has no clue what he's doing is wrong or he knows it's wrong and wants help there's no in between right he would eventually plead guilty to three first degree murder charges one each for karen sprinkler jan whitney and linda sally okay Authorities didn't have Jan Whitney's body yet, but there were photos of Jerry with her body that proved he (laughs) caused her death. Good job, Jerry, you idiot. He was not tried or convicted of the murder of Linda Slauson because police had not found her body and there were no pictures of Jerry with her body. The only photos he had of her were of her foot and it couldn't be proved that it was indeed her foot. Right. And that she wasn't just missing a foot and alive somewhere else because they didn't have a body. And it was, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sixties, so they weren't going to be able to tell. Right. A month after Jerry's plea, Jan Whitney's body was found about a mile downstream in the river from where Jerry had said he dumped her body. Yeah. So pretty conclusive that he directed her there or directed them to the area that she found. So yeah, he's he just really just like here you go. Yep. It's just. Everything you want to know and more. While incarcerated, Brutos had piles of women's shoe catalogs in his cell. Why? Okay. Mm -mm. No. First of all, no. If you were arrested on child pornography, (laughs) would they let you have highlights fucking magazines and shit in there? No. So (laughs) if you murdered women, should you have like the JCPenney, you know, catalog in there with what? No, you shouldn't have fucking shit in there. He wrote women's shoe catalogs. Yeah, he hello. Wrote, He's killing this women because of their feet. He wrote to major companies requesting them and claimed they were his substitute for pornography, Even which I guess was not controversial. Yeah, I, I don't know. What do you mean? You don't, don't get know. to have porn in the clink, bro. Like you gave that up when you committed crimes. I suggest you go in the Rolodex. <laughs> okay, your mental porn magazine your brain box and use that to whack off or whatever the fuck you're gonna do 
You're not getting paper pictures of women to look at. You're not getting magazines. I don't give a fuck if there's a newspaper with a picture of a lady in a dress. You're not getting it. He lodged countless appeals, including one in which he alleged that a photograph taken of him with one of his victim's corpses could not prove his guilt because it was not the body of a person he was convicted of killing. So try to follow that. He says, I couldn't have been convicted of killing, say, Jan Whitney. Right. Because you have a picture of me with Karen Sprinkler's dead body. Okay. Even though he admitted to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, guy. No, fuck you, guy. Get the fuck out of here. You should have kept your fucking trap shut. How about that? If you want to fucking have these dispensations and appeals and all this shit, maybe shut the fuck up and stop telling everybody your goddamn life story. Yeah. No? Not bad advice. This is lawyer. Not that I'm trying to defend the fucking guy, but if I was a lawyer, I'd be like, you need to shut the fuck up, buddy. Don't say a goddamn <sighs> word. You know what? You got two words to say. No comment. Where's his lawyer? Uh, his lawyer is front and center with all these ideas. I mean, thank God he's like telling the truth and he's in jail and everything like that. But like, I don't understand these people that just spill their guts. It's like, and then they go, actually, yeah, not really. No, so can I, can you let me out? No, maybe you should have thought of that before you fucking had diarrhea of the mouth. You ever think of that? Just fucking bumping gums all day long. <laughs> it's popping off at the mouth. Shut up. In 1995, the parole board told Brutos that he would never be released. Great. Yeah. He basically Great. exhausted his his last appeal, and that was yeah, that. Sucks to suck. As for Brutos's wife, she divorced him after his arrest. She also changed That's her name. She ever fucking made in her life. She also changed her name and her children's names and moved away to an undisclosed location. Yes. Although Darcy was charged with aiding and abetting her husband in his crimes, she was Mm. not convicted of murdering any victims. Was she convicted of aiding and abetting? Like, what was her sentence? She wasn't. It was one of those, how could she not have known? Mm -hmm. They also couldn't prove that she did. Right. I mean, and also she's technically a victim of his in a way. I mean, he's clearly controlling her, so... Jerry Brudos died in 2006 from liver cancer. Bye, bitch. <laughs> See ya. From liver cancer, having been in prison for 37 years. Good. And that was the story of Jerry Brudos, the lust killer, the shoe fetish slayer. I hope he died a painful death. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't think liver cancer is like being tickled. Can't imagine that it would be any fun. Well, hey, shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, now you know. One of well, what, I'm going to go in my closet and throw on every high heel that I have. Well, who knows where they'll end That's up. That's for me. I mean, if they end up in the dump, who knows? Yeah, really. Yeah. He'll find he'll find some way to track me. Some weirdo will be like, ooh, ooh, sniff me out. And then all of a sudden I'm dead with my boobies cut off. <laughs> like, the yeah. fuck, guy? It's not an ideal scenario. I mean, no. I mean, no. No. Not so, at all. I haven't listened in a while, but back when it was getting going, uh, my favorite murder, the host used to say, uh, leave the eyes and the boobs alone. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. fine to hear about all of the other stuff, like you cut yeah. off a foot or whatever, but the eyes and the boobs, just, you know, leave those yeah. alone. Yeah. Leave them, leave them where they are. Just, just knock it off. Yeah. Just knock it off, people. Yeah. Just cut the shit, you know? It's, this is too much. Like, just, just be cool, man. Just be just cool. It. Just be cool, man. Chill out, bro. Yeah. Just go with the flow. Ride That's the wave. I don't think. You know? Come on. Just, how about just don't cut off boobies? It's how about advice. that? How about it's just, advice. let's start with that. Let's start, let's, let's start with that, Mike. You know? You know what else is pretty good advice? What? Following us on Twitter and Instagram at ah, MF Podcast wow. Show. Correct, correct. If you have some really great advice that you would like to offer, you how can about email this? It. No, how about even better? Even I better. think you all should email Mike oh. at MAF Podcast Show at gmail.com and let him know about your special fetish. <sighs> and then he'll tell me about it. And it'll be great. I'll have a good time. It'll be scientific research. Michael looks like he's melting in his, he does not want, he's slowly melting in his seat. He does not want to hear these emails, but. It's, it's just further demographic information about our audience so I can better tailor episodes. To <laughs> I just want you to do it so Michael's embarrassed when he reads them to me. 
Says no, I don't give a shit about the demographics. I just want to watch Mike turn purple (laughs) and die of embarrassment. Hey, I was raised with a Jewish mother. I am. I don't know what that means. I am completely unrepressed and have definitely no immature feelings towards anything (laughs) of that nature. So so don't you worry about me being embarrassed by reading (laughs) about things. Come on. (laughs) It'll be great. I love it. Yeah. Being raised by a Jewish mother is like being raised by a Catholic mother. You're just, you know. Ah, heavy doses of guilt and repressed sexuality. Yes. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. At least you didn't go to Catholic school and then turn into a wild harlot like I did. Yeah, a couple, couple minor details that prevented me from going on that trajectory. Well, yeah, but, but you know, hey, listen, could have just been, you know, you could have been plucked out of the ether. I could have been, I could have been you. You could have been me, man. Yep. It's just the way the, the just the way the cookies crumbled, Michael. <laughs> As luck would have it, and I'm gonna stop throwing around these tired cliches. <laughs> Uh, and get the hell out of here. As the sun sets on another day. Oh, God. <laughs> to the end of our recording. Nature's time. first green is gold. <laughs> Her hardest hue to hold. Get out. Well, that will uh, that will do it for us this week. And we will be back next week with another story. Maybe uh, trying to address the balance of uh, the Italian banditti debacle. Maybe we'll not. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. You'll probably have another mafia story. <clears throat> I know you. Don't snicker. What is that? A snicker? <laughs> Snort? What was that? Because <laughs> you know. You know. You love it. It annoys me, which tickles you. And that's why everybody needs to write in about their fetish and send it to Michael. Let me have podcast show at gmail.com. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.